Hello everyone and welcome to the Ask Khalid Mashad show. I've received over 20 questions this weekend and um, uh, the response has been so overwhelming that I can't actually do it in one video. So what I'm going to do is actually to make it into three videos where I actually answer every single one of your questions because they're very important to me and I believe that they will be bringing a lot of value to our community. get started. The first question is coming from Ahmed A that's saying, for now, as a software student, I want to know if I can build a better professional career by going directly into a job after graduation or pursuing my education in some foreign um, school. So, here's my take on this, Ahmed. Um, for uh, a, a, a software development student that wants to go into a software development career, you can go directly with your degree. Instead of going to, for another degree and that continues into the same field. However, if you want to go into more management of software engineering, then you can think more of how to Start working with your degree a couple of years to earn some experience into the software development industry and then you can go maybe try a leadership training or a leadership degree, an MBA maybe, to go into more managerial positions within the, the software space. So that's kind of my take on that and honestly even for your uh, your, your degree, you need to think about two things, how much value is it going to bring to you and how expensive it is, especially if you're going for something uh, in the US, uh, you need to check how much debt are you going to be into, if you can get a scholarship or not, and that will also be a large factor that you need to consider into your decision. The second question that we'll be answering today is from Maya S. So Maya is asking, actually she asked quite a lot of questions, she asked four questions. Let's start with the first question. How did you build your first company? Um, I'll go, go over this quickly because I'll be doing later another video where I'll be talking more about um, uh, how I build my companies, a little bit of background on how did I do to develop from uh, starting from zero? So here I'm gonna try to answer a little bit also based on the questions that she asks later on. So my first company started actually as a student. I started uh, working on a, a, an education platform that started within the blended learning space a bit before that blended learning became so popular, I started to think of how can we maximize reach within the learning uh, space, especially for skills that can actually be learned through uh, partially, at least, online content. So, that's when I decided that I would want to create what 
was first called Let's Study and then switched the branding to SkillLearn. Um, we started as uh, two co-founders that we started the project in school, created the first prototype ourselves, and then uh, started at our last internship. At the same time I was doing my internship and my co-founder was doing uh, her internship as well, well, at the same time, we were managing a team of interns that were working on the development of the kind of more established or the, 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 the beta version of the, the, the software. And luckily enough, we were, be, we were able to sell it off right after we developed the uh, more established version. So why did I go kind of so quickly around that and focused more on how we built it from an internship from an internship perspective? Is that it relates to the the second question of my which is can you tell us some difficulties that you faced and how did you resolve that issue? My main difficulty was I did not have any money, I did not have any connections, and I needed to create both a platform that's that was a web platform. Uh, at the time, to get some hosting, get some uh, hosting name, and I really did not have a cent to my name. I was still studying, I'm still in a public school, um, sleeping in a dorm, so it was really complicated to get the cash to be able to pay for all those services, and at the time, there wasn't so many options for free uh, types of hosting and so on. So. How did I do this? Is basically by trying to trade service for service or trying to get into the types of programs like uh, the Microsoft Student Partner Program that used to um, offer on their Azure platform for the people that completed a certain number of tasks and that were involved in the community. So that's what I went through the route of. I developed a few uh, mobile applications that were praised by the Microsoft uh, Student Partner uh, leadership team and that what got, that's what got me the hosting for about three years. Uh, then when we were thinking about how to create an alpha version and then create uh, a little bit of traction around it, then I went and learned web development skills that I needed and then created it over the weekend while I was still studying full time and trying to hustle around some um, uh, additional courses for people that were lagging behind in the school and so on so I can get a little bit of budget to be able to um, uh, do the do the trips that I needed to kind of go prospecting to meet people that I needed to get more um, uh, traction, get mentorship uh, and uh, get going with um, the, the, the project. So after that I participated in a few competitions strategically when I was thinking about what can this competition bring me not specifically in money but also in uh, resources that I could use so I participated in a uh, competition that gave me free office space and paid for interns to be able to work on my project. Uh, so that was the soft center um, uh, competition and when we won that we were able to hire interns uh, through the structure of the, uh, the, the soft center which is an, an R&D center here in Morocco and at the same time we were able to secure uh, office 
space and junior engineer that was working and try and helping out the team structure more than their work and structure more than the deliverables. So my difficulties was were mainly about resources and that's how I went to resolve all that. I had also obviously a problem in getting the product in, uh, in front of people. So what I did was I kind of capitulated on all the PR that we were getting from the competitions that we won. We won, I think, by that time that we were developing that sec the, the, the beta version. I think we made about maybe three, four competitions where we were either winners or runner-ups. So kind of capitalized on that and started sharing on social media important kind of um, courses that we had on the platform. We onboarded ourselves through some benevolent trainers, including myself, my co-founder, and others. And a bunch of useful information as Facebook posts and linked to our uh, platform. So that just by that, we got in our first three months uh, post our alpha, alpha version, we got, I think, about 5,000 uh, subscribers that were users of the platform. We got uh, a couple of hundred uh, trainings going while we were still doing the public version. And then um, uh, when we went after to the beta version that were sold directly in the B2B um, environment. So that's how my first company came about and those were the difficulties that we worked on. Her third question is how can you make it to the international market and how did you get your first non-Moroccan client? So my first non-Moroccan client anecdotally was the person or the company that bought our, our first uh, company, but I'm understanding from her question that that's not really what she's looking for. Uh, that's more kind of, um, she's looking to understand if you're in a service business and how can you get you know, like your first uh, client, which I understand. Um, so KW Technologies, which is our consulting uh, company, um, I'll explain kind of how we got to an international market on that. So what we got is basically kind of run off my brand because I've been doing a lot of international speaking. I would try to get those opportunities where I would speak. Sometimes I would speak for free, obviously get my, my, my travel um, uh, expenses reimbursed and everything, but wouldn't be actually paid for the speaking. This was in my uh, earlier years of, um, uh, of speaking engagements and where I would negotiate with the, the, the venue holders to be able to kind of market our services and that's kind of how I got into my first conversations that led into my first international client. This was back then, after maybe a, a year, uh, we started doing it more consistently where we went into LinkedIn to contact companies that we thought we could bring value to. It's always that conversation where we're not really pushing products. What we're saying is, hey, we uh, know that you're doing this and this and that, and we think that we can bring you value after obviously establishing a relationship. So establishing a relationship over social media is not that easy, especially if you're doing consulting work instead of like straightforward product sales or um, standardized uh, SaaS sales then what you need to do is basically establish a relationship with the, the person from that company and try to understand what their problems are and try to solve them. So, 
Her fourth question is, are there some real benefits to getting an international client compared to a local client, which is in, a, in our case, a Moroccan client? Honestly, what it gives you is a little bit more perspective around um, how large can your market expand to, especially for a market that's not as large, uh, which is the Moroccan market. Um, and in other markets, uh, even in our region, comparing uh, Morocco to maybe Egypt or Saudi, we don't have as large of a market as uh, those countries. So you obviously need to start thinking about how to, in to, to go into the international market with that in mind and just thinking really in matters of um, uh, what you can do to uh, customers abroad. It gives you more of a broad perspective of what can you be doing to increase your reach and to increase your market potential. So that's kind of what I get from an international client. Obviously, there are a few other elements. For example, if you start getting traction from international clients, then you can set up an, a company abroad in more fiscally advantageous countries, and you can still um, use the foreign currency that you're getting for an advertising or uh, for targeting other international um, opportunities. The last question uh, we'll be taking for today is from Khadija L. What I'm going to be saying before we go into that question is I urge you to smash that like button for the YouTube algorithm and subscribe if you haven't already done that yet because I'll be doing a lot of these Q&A questions and obviously you can either um, uh, ask questions in the comment or on my social media. So, going back, Khadija L um, asks, as a young generation, what are the skills that we should work and invest more time in learning? Um, Khadija, uh, I believe that as a young generation, we are evolving in times where there is a lot of things to be learned and updated um, uh, practically all the time, everything is moving so fast compared to the previous generations. So I would advise um, maybe three key points um, that might be able to uh, help you either develop as a person but also gives you access to a lot of opportunities and ways to close them. So the first aspect would be learning how to learn, learning how to deconstruct um, previous beliefs or previous constructs that you have, maybe from your own um, training or formal training and try to learn how to get fast at learning new skills and how to self-motivate yourself into updating yourself on whatever skills that you have that lead to your career or that are maybe into side hustles that you would be doing. Um, the second element would be soft skills, or as we call them now, essential skills. So the way you communicate, the way you uh, negotiate, the way you build relationships with people, your emotional intelligence, um, all the things that gives you the possibility to interact on a higher level with other people, those would be the um, uh, things that I would advise for um, uh, for the aspect of software essential skills. 
obviously that comes apart with those uh, essential skills which is basically how to how to apply for for a job for people that want to go in a career but also um, which is the third point that I'll be talking about how to launch and create projects um, on all on your own uh, whether it be in entrepreneurship or uh, in civil society or other it means that how to take an initiative and carry a project from A to um, Z. Uh, that will give you a lot of discipline, it will give you a lot of understanding of what responsibility is. If you can get into um, an association or an NGO where you can learn how to work with people, how to manage people, that would be tremendously helpful within your other uh, endeavors if you're going into entrepreneurship and so on. I believe that maybe not everyone is made to be an entrepreneur that will create companies and go on in that uh, on that end but I believe that entrepreneurial spirit and the way to carry carry out projects with KPIs with understanding of uh, responsibility and how to how to carry things out is gonna play a huge role even when you are uh, working within another organization, we're pushing a lot for uh, agile ways of conducting even for large organizations, so I believe that um, taking the initiatives, being independent, um, being able to carry out projects with the responsibility and the KPIs that come through them, and being uh, holding people accountable and being accountable for things that you will be doing and making initiative is very important. Um, uh, for the development of your career, either in entrepreneurship or elsewhere. So thank you guys for watching. I hope this was helpful. Um, if it was and you would like to see other videos later on that we'll, I'll be making, please don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and I'll see you next time with the Ask Mushad Show.